Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea or tomato juice, you'll see. No potato juice, cause the planners down in Santa's all say no, no, no. The politician's daughter was accused of drinking water And was fined the great big $50 bill They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil Like a percolator Her perfume was made right on the grill Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil And when their ham and eggs need savor Coffee ketchup gives them flavor Coffee pickles way outsell the dill Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil No tea No tomato juice You'll see, no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you led to the local color, serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Welcome, everybody. Hi, this is Jury and the Coffee Psychic, and I'm your host for tonight's show, Your Psychic Connection. Um, we had a wonderful show last week with Dave Gunning, Master Astrologer, good friend of mine. He comes on every last Wednesday of the month. So tonight we're going to be talking about angels, uh, weird experiences, you know, it could be anything psychic, any experiences you guys have had that seems to be a little out of the out of the ordinary. I was talking with my cousin earlier today, and we got on the topic of angels. And I've had a couple of experiences with angels. Um, you guys have probably heard about me saying that you can invite the archangels into your house and what an amazing experience that is. I'll tell you about that again. Um, I also had two other experiences with angels. 
I had an experience where my daughter had bought a Christmas gift for me. It was an acrylic angel that lit up. And, you know, I mean, this was battery-operated, and I thought, wow, this is really cute. It's, it's, it's very nice. So I turned it on for a little bit, then I turned it off, and, of course, it found a very special place on the shelf above my back door, which is probably about 10 feet up. And it, it wasn't anything I certainly could, certainly could reach. I mean, I'm five foot three, so I had to get a ladder to put it up there with my other angels. And it was this was years ago, <clears throat> but one day I was doing a psychic reading, and suddenly this angel turned on by itself, and it had all of these beautiful uh, colors. You know how you have these waterfalls, and they have the little light fixtures inside, and it was an array of colors that just kept shining uh, from this angel, but. That's not the coolest thing about it. When this angel came on, my house, the energy of my house changed. It lifted. It felt very angelic. It felt very spiritual. It was it was one of the weirdest experiences um, that I can describe to you, if I'm describing it clearly enough, I hope. I felt like my house was blessed. Um, it was just amazing. Now, you have to know this angel did not just go on and then go off. This angel stayed on for a good probably week, week and a half. During that entire week, I really felt the the spiritual presence in my house. Everything was peaceful, beautiful. You know, nothing could shake my foundation, certainly not when this experience was going on in my house. And people felt it. Other people felt it, too. And then it was probably, as I think back, probably uh, 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30 at night, because uh, I still do readings at late at night. Uh, I try to work my schedule around people's, um, people's schedules. And suddenly the light went off on this angel. And I'm telling you, it was like the house felt suddenly cold, like all this warmth just kind of like went away. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And um, the second experience that I had with angels, and these are with external angels, so it's not just the angels coming in and putting their hand on your shoulder, or this, you know, I mean, to me, these are little miracles as it is. Uh, just the fact that something like this could happen it impacts the uh, the energy in your house. I had another experience with an angel. I've got a very beautiful curio cabinet, and uh, my sister Sue gave me this beautiful angel this one day, and it sits on a. Um, it sits on a, oh, God, what do you call it, a little pedestal, and it hangs there. Now, my cabinet is full of other artifacts, my Egyptian artifacts, um, other angels. And one day I just heard this weird noise coming from my front room. This is when I lived in Tinley Park. And it was a vibrating noise. And I, I hate, I'm going to make the sound, but it sounds silly because it doesn't sound like that. It was like that, only it was it was softer, but it was loud. I mean, it was loud, and it was loud enough for me to catch it. And I was going like, "Holy mackerel, what's that noise?" When I went into my living room, there was this angel in my china cabinet, shaking. It was vibrating. It was it was moving, but it was standing in place. And I'm sitting here with my eyes wide open, staring at this angel. Now you have to know. Nothing else in the china cabinet was moving, in the curio cabinet. I put my hand on the wall. There were no vibrations on the wall. I put my hands on the floor. There were no vibrations on the floor. Um, There was no external reason as to why 
this angel should have been vibrating like that. So it was it was just fascinating. Um, how did that happen? I don't know. What was the meaning? I don't know. I did get a videotape of this, and it was such a beautiful spiritual experience. Some of these things leave us in awe. Uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines in a second here, and um, I want you guys to share with me if you've had any spiritual experiences like this. Have you had anything at all? You know, and, and if not, that's great. I would just say open your heart up to the angels. Again, there's also the process that you can go through of inviting the angels into your home. And when you invite the angels into your home, you're literally inviting the archangels into your home. And it's really a very fascinating experience. They'll come in for a week, and and then, you know, you need like a week in between, and then it's, it's almost like a little chain letter. And you put like three people's names out there that you want the angels to go to, and these angels will go to their houses as well. Uh, it's just a fascinating experience. So, all right, so we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the phone lines right now. We're gonna see who's online. Hello, caller. Hello, Joanne. Hey, it's Ross, how are you? Oh, pretty good, aren't you? Good, good. So, Ross, have you had any experiences with? the angels before, like what I was describing. Well, I was trying to, trying to think about that here. Um, I'm sh- what, the first thing that came to my mind here, for me at least, was, well, I don't really remember it very well, but uh, the angels must have been with me because when I was about two and a half, I had gone in okay. for tonsillitis uh, yeah. surgery. And for some reason, I stopped breathing on the operating table. Oh, God. And And... But my mom remembers sitting in the operating room where kids were going in after me and coming out before me, and um, and uh, and then when I finally did come out, they told me I just didn't, you know, the time, they couldn't get the tonsils out, they never, and they never did give her an explanation. And then so about a week later, or a couple of weeks later, she had taken me to the dentist, and the dentist knew that I had stopped breathing on the operating table and told her. How did he so know that? I have no idea how he, how the dentist knew, but it was a small you know small little town just outside here in Cleveland. But he must have known uh, the dentist must have known my surgeon the the surgeon or something because he was the dentist practice was basically around the corner from the hospital where I had the surgery at. Oh my goodness! And so somehow, uh, you know, so somehow, just, you know, word got out then. Yeah, the word was that I had actually to stop reading on operating table for about half an hour, I guess. And uh, I don't, you know, because I was so young, I don't remember you remember it going on. Um, you don't like, remember seeing like, the light or anything like that. Yeah, I don't remember anything at all from that. But I wouldn't be surprised if I did have like a near death experience with that, but I just don't remember. So I, if I did go, I suppose if I did go under like uh, regressive hypnosis, then I probably would remember it. Right, but right. That is, yeah, but granted, this was 40-some-odd years ago <laughs> already, because yeah, this right? was back in the late 60s. Um, I'm sure I probably could pull out more details, but I've never had, had a hypnotic session for that, though. Um, yeah, wow, I would go as that. If there's ever a chance, now, I do I do hypnosis also for people, uh, but I normally, I normally just advertise my psychic readings and the healings and stuff, because that's what I do. I do the readings, uh, you know, 24-7. But uh, 
And you know what? And you know, Russ, you've already called me for a reading. I'm just going to throw my number out there. For people that want a more in-depth personal reading, you can reach me at area code 219-940-9292. Again, that number is 219-940-9292. And you can also check me out on coffeepsychic.com. And, of course, check out on my website because I've got my new May specials going up there, my Mother's Day specials. So uh, check those out. Okay, uh, Russell. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to share a quick one that my mom had, too. Uh, she, um, her and my sister were coming back from some sort of like a little grocery shopping trip, and they are coming down a local hill by my mom's mm-hmm. house. And it was a, it was a four-lane road, and they were and a truck, came down, lost his brakes. She was mm. in the right lane with my sister in an old station wagon, and, my, and there's another car next to him. Truck split the difference and basically uh, uh, took off the sides of my mom's car, the driver's side, and, and the passenger side of the car next to him. Wow. Yeah, so there was, you know, so my sister came out, she was a passenger, she was too young to drive at the time, and she came out, you know, she got out of the passenger side all hysterical, and just couldn't, okay. you know, it took a long time to uh, even catch her breath because of what happened. Because that was definitely a close call. So <laughs> angels were sure. definitely with them that day as well. You're not kidding. And I and I really tell you, you know, um, when people ask the difference between spirit guides and angels, what is the difference? You know, I mean, they basically say that angels are um, messengers from God and that they are in service for God, you know, Pretty much only. So they come down here, they protect us, they watch over us, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, um, and spirit guides are, are many times, they're not always people that have had human experiences, but they're normally people that have had human experiences, and some haven't, but most of them are. They've had human experiences, they understand what's going on in this world, and they're going to come in, and they're going to come in at different uh, stages in our lives. And they're going to assist us with the lessons that we're learning. And we are assigned major master spirit guides when we're born. So there is a big difference. And and I, so, you know, can I say that there's, like, um, different experiences with the spirit guides and angels? I'd say probably, yeah, could be. But then my thought is, who cares who is helping you on the other side? <laughs> as long as you're getting help when you need it, right? Yep, absolutely. That's my thought. That's my thought. So, hey, so what's your question today, Russ? Uh, well, well, actually, I was sort of torn. I did I did start a little 32-hour-a-week job here, so I was hoping, you know, if you think that would go well or lead to something else. Or... All right, so you're looking at um, you're looking at the current job that you just started? Yeah, it was just this week. Okay, beautiful. All right, so let's look at let's look at that. All right, all right. I'm going to use for the the cards for you this time. Okay. Sounds good. And just looking at how this looks for you. And while while you're doing that up, I got another little story. I'll I'll send an email to you because I don't want to yeah take up too much of your time tonight. So. <laughs> No, that's okay. We've got the time. Go ahead. What 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 did you want to share with us tonight? Uh, my uncle, I, uh, my dad's brother, uh, had I didn't know it, but I had a strange dream about him one night, uh, about uh, six weeks ago, where he came out, 
and announced he was transgender. And those okay. that I know that day, he had gone in for open heart surgery. Okay. And uh, so he had been sick. For, yeah, been sick for a while. He didn't tell anybody. So at that time, and what was kind of strange about me, I was feeling it. I was sort of uh, having like a little minor panic attacks at the time too. Wow. Yeah. So I was thinking I was sensing something there a little bit. And, no kidding. Uh, yeah. So well, yeah. I, I, he was out a couple times. I thought about too early. He went back in for pneumonia too as well. So he sort of been struggling with that a little bit as well. Um, wow. So yeah, so I've been trying to send a little prayers and stuff too for that. You bet. So when he came through with the transgender message, what did you? How did that occur for you? Does it make sense for you, or? Yeah, you know, I think I think it probably does. Is that maybe you uh, maybe that you signed to view life a little bit differently now? Wow, uh, oh, good for you. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, that's yep. probably that's probably what I'm looking at too. Is maybe you try to get in touch with another part of his, you know, another part of his uh, side he hadn't seen before. Um. Yeah, maybe like yeah, cause, you know, maybe like trying to get in touch with his feminine side a little bit more than what he had in the past. Because he's been a very shy, very private, basically his whole life. Wow. Um, so maybe he's trying to get in touch with, with something else. Uh, It'll be interesting, Russ, to see what happens. Now he's 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 home healing right right now, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. It's really interesting. Uh, I, this is just bringing this to mind to me. I had a, a lady that said to me her husband was in surgery, and I knew this lady very well. She's just a wonderful woman. And she said her husband had gone to the hospital, and when she went to see him, she goes, it was crazy. She said he wasn't saying that he was himself. He was identifying himself as a different person. And she goes, no, no, you're so-and-so. You're my husband. He goes, no, I'm not. I don't even know who you are, lady. And that was so upsetting to her that the nurses actually said, no, no, that happens sometimes. Well, you have to know me by now, Russ. And my yep. thought is always it, it was probably a spirit that was in the hospital that attached on to him for a little while yep. and then, you know, left him, and then he became himself again. And, of course, be, becoming himself again, he went home. Um, as the spirit of her husband, not not the extra guy. I would have to question, though. I haven't talked to her for quite a while. I wouldn't mind calling her and asking her, has your husband been completely the same since the hospital experience, or does he seem to change sometimes? I would be curious to ask her that question. Yeah, it would be good to do a little research on that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, because that would just mean that the extra spirit did not leave, you know, did not uh, leave the body completely. Right. Okay, so the question was, how does this new job look, right? Right. Okay, all right, so this is a new job. This is for Ross. All right, Ross, I want you to tell me when to stop shuffling these cards. Okay, sounds good. All right, I'm going to cut it into three, so I want you to pick one, two, or three. What did you hear? Oh, three. All right. There you go. Well, it's definitely about money. It says there's a little bit of a stalemate there. It says you can't see everything that's going on, but it certainly shows some happiness here in the near future, so that's wonderful. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's good too because I was hoping, you know, just uh, because I I had a little bit of unemployment left, but this one's like I said. 
only like 32 hours a week. Uh, what are the drawbacks? It's a seven-hour shift from 4 p.m. to 11. No lunch break in there, but two 15-minute breaks. And mm-hmm, So maybe mm-hmm. it's not the ideal conditions, but at least it's money coming in. And until I can try and get, you know, the, like this business I mentioned last time, last time I mentioned, uh, that when I get started. So. Well, this looks like you're going to be pretty happy here. And, uh, I mean, you might be upset if there's some other people that don't work as hard as you do. But there's a man that you're supposed to be really coming to like over there and then respecting him also. Yeah, that would be, be good. So maybe it will be a good connection then to where it can really do something else. Then. Yeah, so this this actually looks pretty good right now. That sounds good, too, because, uh, yeah, cause like, I, so, you know, I, I, I'm, in my typical, typical mind, I sort of sometimes get that little bit of doubt in there, and, um, yeah, I was sort of doubting the lunch thing, and then not, you know, not quite making as much money as I would like, even at the bank that I was at there for a while, so, but, uh, well, it was interesting, it'll be interesting, hopefully it works out well. well I shouldn't say hopefully, I should say it will work out well. It will work out well, that's right. Claim yeah. it. And, you know, you want to visualize this, you know, it's one of the techniques that they do when you are doing the uh, the book, The Secret Exercises. Sounds okay? Good. Thanks for All that. right, Rod. Hey, great talking to you again. Thanks. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right. So that was Russ from Cleveland. Russ uh, always gives us a, a wonderful call in to see how things are going. And uh, just loving the stories that Russ has there, too. All right, well, let's see who we have next online. Hello, caller. Hello. 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 Hi, yes, who is this? Lynn. Hey, Lynn, how are you? I'm fine. Good, good. How are you? So what question? I'm very good. I'm. Are you calling from Illinois? Yes, I am. All right, beautiful. Just right outside of Chicago. Right outside Chicago? Yeah. So so what do you have on your mind? Have you had any of those um, spiritual experiences or any experiences with the angels yourself, Lynn? You know, um, when my mother passed, and this is, it's kind of hard, hard, hard to explain, but when she passed, I was very close to, to my mother, and um, I had a dream, but it really wasn't, it didn't feel like a dream, and it was sort of a gray area, but I okay. I, I felt her completely, yeah. and I, I just mourned and mourned. It was just, I can't believe the sour, the sorrow that I felt being in this space and it was like the whole it felt like it just went on and on and on but I knew she was there and we were together Mm -hmm. and um when I and the interesting thing is it was gray and then to the left of me there was in color a stairway and my husband was coming up and my husband was coming up the stairway, mm-hmm. and then that left right away, and I was back with her. And was I your husband dead? Up. No, he's he's ill, but at that point, 
no, he's he's he's, he's still alive, but he's he's ill. So okay, yes, and that was in color, and and I was in. It was it was just it felt great to me. It felt like or it looked great to me. But but yeah. I think because I had such a time with her death that she was allowing me to grieve. Yeah. And when I woke up the next morning, I couldn't believe how, I mean, how just the sorrow that I felt. Yeah. And, yeah, it it was just, it, you know, and I, I didn't, you know, it, it was, it, to me, it was real. I felt I was really there with her. Well, do you mind if I tell you that, you know, in my in my training and what I know about the spiritual world is that when we go to sleep, I was just I was just doing uh some channeling before doing the radio show tonight at a channeling session uh for a gentleman that had passed away and uh the woman said the same thing that you've experienced and I've experienced it as, as well. But what happens is when we're in the sleep state, our physical body rests, so our spirit can do what it needs to do. And for you and for this other woman and for myself and many of other millions of people on the earth, you know, when you think you're having a dream about somebody that crossed over it and it feels so real, you're not in the state of dreaming where you're interpreting all these um, symbols and the experiences you're having, but rather, you know, because in a regular dream you have these different experiences or symbols and they mean something and... You have to interpret them, but when you're literally in the dream state and you're visiting with the dead, that's normally exactly what's happening, is that your spirit has astral projected, left the body, and gone to the astral planes where your uh, recently deceased loved ones are. And even if they're not recently deceased, where the dead people are, they come to visit us, we sit and chat, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's time for us to wake up in this human body, so... We have to zoom back in, and many times we'll wake up abruptly or we'll just wake up going like, wow, that seems so real. And that's because it really was real. Right. And it We're just spirits first and foremost. We're spirits first and foremost right. having a human experience, not a human being having a spiritual experience. So that's what people should remember. And I, and I think that that happens to me, you know, a lot. I mean, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, it, it was a dream within a dream, and I'm dreaming. Oh, and I've had that before. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and cool. there, there was this woman standing at my bed, you know. But and I and she startled me because I didn't expect it. So I'm turning to my husband and I'm shaking him to wake mm-hmm. him up, and he's not waking up. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this woman just standing there staring at me. Just I wasn't afraid of her. It was just that it startled me. And, you know, she was just, and I, I could just see her. And she was just sort of like, just had a smile. Nice. But it was a dream within a dream because I was trying to wake my, my husband up. And then I finally heard, I must have been talking because mm-hmm. he finally started to to shake me and say, "Wake up, wake up!" Wow! And then I, I woke up. Wow! So, yeah. That, Did that you know who the woman me. was? Did you recognize her? No, but I I do feel it's 
it's somebody on my mother's side. Okay. On my mother's side. Like, like a, a grandma? grandma. Yeah. Like okay. A, which I did not know. I did not know my grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does. It does feel like somebody that you knew that was very peaceful coming over and kind of smiling at you. I, you know, right. I wanted to speak to something else that you were saying a little bit ago, Lynn. When you were saying that you had this dream and it was very gray, and then you saw the stairway yeah. and it was in color. Yeah. I've had experiences also that when I recollect in between lifetimes, like when my spirit has left my body. Before I get into another human body, I've had the experience of part of that experience looking very gray. Almost like, have you ever been driving down the highway and it suddenly gets very, very foggy and it's late at night and you're looking Mm -hmm. into this gray fog? Yes, yes, yes. That's, uh, every time this has happened to me, it's like, that's what it's like when you're dead. That's what it's like when you leave the body. It's like you have to go through this gray, foggy area. Now, what's interesting about that is there is a movie out there called Astral City. And have you heard of Coast to Coast Radio with Art Bell? Yes. Well, now it's Coast to Coast Radio with George Nury. And George Nury also has a show. And there's a lot of different spiritual topics that they talk about. And this is nightly. I mean, they have so many amazing different guests and shows oh it's wonderful so people really need to check into coast to coast radio it's on live every night or most nights but you can also get it you can become a coast insider and get the podcasts and everything it's wonderful oh um, good okay do that oh my god it, it's just wonderful and um so the george nuri there's also a show called gaiam now george also has his own tv show but there's a, a website called Gaiam, G-I-A-M, and it might be Gaia now, GaiaTV.com. Uh-huh. So you go to that and you can, um, you know, click on that, become a member there. There's this show, oh. this movie called Astral City, and believe me, you're really going to want to go ahead and check out that movie because there was a gentleman that was a channeler, and he started writing for the spirits, and he'd write everything down that the spirits had said, and the movie kind of shows the the progress of when the spirit leaves the body as to his interpretation from his spirit guides, what happens on the journey. And there is a place where people go, and it's very gray, a little kind of dark. Maybe it's, you know, you're walking through an area where there might be some lost souls or other people that are in the same place. You just left your human body. Now you're on this journey into the light. And uh, sometimes, I don't know if that's the place where some people say that they recognize, reconcile things. I'm not quite sure. but And then all of a sudden, sometimes the spirit guides and angels will come for you and get you there, you know, get you from there. But I also right. believe that there's a lot of people that just when they cross over, when they leave their body, they are on the fast track into the light. So, And I, I feel many people go there. Oh, I would, yeah, because it, it, it it's something that I always had a hard time explaining, you know, unless somebody like you understands it, you know, you can't, ex- yeah. I, I, I couldn't explain it, but yeah, yeah. It, it was real. I mean, it was real to me. Oh, no, it was, it was, it was real. Please don't question yourself. 
One of the hardest parts okay. is when people start opening up psychically, they feel they're crazy. If you guys have seen dogs, cats, animals reacting to the invisible world, you know, you're in your kitchen and some yes. dog is bark, 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 bark. You know, or the cats I've are going to Cats, my, my two cats are always looking up at the ceiling and... Yes, yes. Just following so, something, you know. Exactly right. And, I mean, so our spirit world is pervasive through this through this three-dimensional world that we have right now. And I believe other people said it's four-dimensional. But anyway, so the spirit world, everything that goes on in this physical world literally is going on beforehand in the spiritual world. And you've got a lot of dead people that are here interacting with us, spirit guides, angels, um, people in different realities. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. I would say get on Coast to Coast Radio, listen to that. Yeah, the I more am. you listen to that, the less you're going to feel like there's anything wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get a much greater understanding about, um, about the spiritual planes and what goes on on the other side. And, again, I want to tell people, remember when you're a baby, when you're a little person, you see these babies laughing into the thin air and, you know, it almost looks like they're right, talking right. to somebody. I completely believe that they are. They are, yep. I do too. Yep. And then once people get grounded in your human body, they normally say it takes until about five years old. And then once you start going to school, I mean, because how many parents have said, oh, my child has an invisible playmate you're, or a, a, a pretend Oh, there's nothing to pretend about them. You know, right, right. They're there. I your your child is here. Right? Yep. And then once they start going to school, once we start going to school, we have to start memorizing things and we get busy in this lifetime. And they say that's when the little children that are used to being on both sides of the fence, you know, they're used to their spiritual self, seeing their other spiritual friends that aren't in, incarnate yet. And uh, but once they start with school, then many times they'll you know start losing their connection with the spirit world. You know, and it's it's funny too because when I was a very young child, um, I had a lot of anxiety. And when I was sent to school and I got to the playground, mm-hmm. um, because I feel all the things other people feel, I was so frightened that I jumped out of my body and it would happen it happened to me a few times and I never wow. knew until I was an adult what that was but that was so frightening to me that I jumped right back in beautiful well the thing to remember yeah. too is that we are all connected by the silver cord our spirit is connected by a silver cord to the human body so even when we lay down and go to sleep at night if people have had flying dreams if they've had Dreams that they're out in the ocean, you know, up in the up in the Andes, up in the pyramids, you know, and then you wake up going like, wow, that felt so real. Just like when you're doing spirit, you know, communication, it right. is real. You left your body, and your body, your spirit knows exactly where to come back because it's connected by a silver cord. So you're not going to get lost if you're out there astral projecting, okay. yeah, and visiting. So. There's this place called the Monroe Institute. It's out in Faber, Virginia. And Robert Monroe um, had many experiences himself and where he finally decided he wants to go out and teach other people about, you know, um, he actually one day fell out of bed. He thought he fell out of bed. He felt this bump. And as he's looking up, like he's looking up, 
and he sees a waterfall next to himself. He's looking up, and he's seeing his wife in bed with another man. And so from curiosity, oh. he kind of he drifted over there, looked at the man's face, and it was himself. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's cool. It and is. he used to work in radio and TV. Really cool. so he, yeah, so he literally ended up leaving his body, drifting, and then seeing himself and going like, oh, my word. This is strange. <laughs> but then he also found, he developed a technique called the hemisync process. And in this process, uh, he learned how to alter his, the frequencies of the brain where he could astral project. And he tried this. Every person he met, he, he said, you want to come and check my headphones? You want to come in and try this out? You want to, you know? And so he devoted 40 years of his life into creating new tech, technology and helping people with their meditative states and learning how to astral oh, project, I and I will that. tell you, oh, it's amazing, Lynn. It's amazing. If anyone can go there, the Monroe Institute, Robert Monroe, HemiSync is the process, HemiSynchronization of both sides of your brain, uh, the different suggestions. I've done it numerous times. It's wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Can I can I ask you just one quick thing? I, I'm sure going um, on a... I'm just I'm going on an uh, an interview tomorrow, and does that look okay for me? I actually feel okay about it. I would I would put your very best foot forward anyway, because <clears throat> I want to say whether you get it or not, that is going to leave you in a very good place if you put your very best foot forward. Do you understand me? Okay, because it just seems like, for some reason tomorrow it feels like you're creating very good energy. Tell me tell me when to stop, Lynn. Up. Okay. Cut this stack into three piles. Pick one, two, or three. Three. Yeah, that's what I heard too. And I want to say how much your mom loves you. It says, watch out for whom you're trusting. It's crossed by strength. You know, you're completely powerless over this, right? Of, of what happened? Yep. Yes. What I'd say is I would say please ask God to put you in the right job. Okay. Okay? And yes. um, that's, that's the way I kind of feel about it. Yeah. You know, where, where I'm supposed to be, that's where I'll land. Yeah, and I think you're supposed to have travel around the job, too. Like, oh, it's not okay. going to be right in your backyard. I think there's going to be a little more travel to your... Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a well, little more I of really, that. I appreciate uh, the conversation, and I'm I'm glad this I can go back and listen to this because uh, I actually absolutely want to check all this out. Oh, my God, my pleasure. My complete pleasure. Uh, there's Thank a lot, you so there's much. There's a lot of things that I've learned. Um, I'll just add a little bit more about the astral projection. You know, when I was younger, I didn't really realize what was going on for me. And um, there was one time where I was um, I was doing a healing on my boyfriend, and he was very psychic, and he had stomach problems. So I had my hands over his um, stomach, and all of a sudden I was out at the Grand Canyon. Now, mind you, I didn't have a lot of experiences, and I yeah, and I hadn't been to the Monroe Institute. I mean, that came later in life. 
And I was just in awe and amazement. I'm going like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Look, look. And I was in such a great, amazing place. And all of a sudden, and I, I don't know how long I was there, but he knew. He knew I was gone. And he just started saying, hey, where did you go? And that threw me back in my body. And I was like, oh, my God, it was amazing. I wish you could have seen it. I said I ended up going to the, to, uh, the Grand Canyon. Now, later wow, in life, I got to go so to the Grand cool. Canyon. I, right. Well, this is some of these amazing experiences that people could have, right? Right. And and then there was another thing. Now, talk about the dream state. So this is, you know, this is another thing about the dreams. This is how real this stuff is. So that's what I want you to know. And so what happened was, this was astral projection. I had this amazing dream, and I should say an experience in this dream state. I was flying through the air. And all of a sudden, my sister Carol was flying with me. And, oh. yep, and we're just looking at each other, kind of smiling. And But it's like our, our bodies weren't completely present, but our, our faces were there, our consciousnesses were there. And we were just whoosh, flying through the air. And suddenly, she's sitting here showing me her new house. Well, in the waking state, I didn't know my sister was moving. We didn't talk to each other like every day. Uh, we probably talked to each other every week or every couple of weeks or something. And so she showed me her new house. She showed me where she was moving. So I did. Oh I remember God. not calling her the next day. But I called her like in a day or two, and I said, Hey, Carol, I said, do you remember dreaming of me the other night? And she said, no. And I said, dang it. I said, by chance, are you moving? And she goes, Yes, I am. I said, are you moving to the Bridgeport area in Chicago? She goes, uh, yes, I am. I said, are you moving to a two-story greenhouse? And she goes, how the heck do you know that? And I started rambling <laughs> off every single thing that she showed me about this new house she's getting. I was off by maybe two items, two or three items. And there was like 12 or 13 on the list because I wrote it down. And she was like, holy mackerel. That's another form of not only were she was she and I together, we were both out of our bodies, astral projecting. She brought me to the location that she was going to move, and she wanted to share that with me, even though we weren't talking, you know, like weekly or, you know, every day. We still got together spiritually. She showed me this stuff. So I, you know, I really want to tell you guys, don't question yourself if you think that this is, um, you're not crazy, you are visiting with your dead relatives, or you're visiting with your living relatives. I mean, gee whiz, my sister was still alive, Lynn. Right, and she didn't know? She had no She did not remember. Awareness? Wow. She, now, she didn't have the awareness, but I did. And we know it's factual because I saw it, I felt it, and I had all of the facts. And the facts were completely accurate. When they teach you, like say if you go to the Monroe Institute and you want to learn astral projection, you can learn that. Um, what is the one that the military had? It's leaving my it's leaving my consciousness right now. Anyway, there's another remote program. Viewing. That's it. Thank you. To me, remote viewing is a lot like astral projecting, but anybody can do it. Okay. I that fascinates me. Yes. How, that yes. anybody can, can do that. 
And there's a protocol in which you follow because the Army did it, the military did it a lot. There's a book out there called Psychic Discoveries Behind the Iron Curtain. Oh, good one. Yes. Grab that book. And then also see what you can learn about here. Skip Atwater was at the Monroe Institute. I'm not sure if he still is, but I believe he was part of the U.S. governmental program that was doing the um, remote viewing. And when they closed that down, wink, wink, you know, they said they closed it down. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. know. Right? So anyway, he then went to um, the Monroe Institute, and they teach remote viewing over there. So it's a specific protocol. So you don't have to be psychic. You don't have to be anything to learn remote viewing. But when you, they have you doing certain tests and stuff like that, and when you come back with all of the facts, how can you say you made that up? You can't. Wow, I didn't know anybody could do remote viewing. Oh, just anybody can. Housewives, everybody. Yep. Yes, ma'am. So check okay, it out, I'll try it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you so much. This has been really uh, informative and fun. <laughs> I'm glad you joined the show. And, again, if you ever want a more in-depth reading, make sure you give me a call. Yes. It's, it's 219-940-9292. Check me out on coffeepsychic.com. You can even like my website. <laughs> Thank you. I will. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks, Lynn. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys. I also do psychic house parties all the time. I do seances. Oh, my God. I have people that have amazing house parties, and we have such a good time. A lot of great feedback. All right, well, let's see who is next online. Hello, caller. Hi, thank you. My name is Wendy from Sacramento. Hi, Wendy. How are you? Well, um, I've updated my resume, and I've applied at several good places. Um, I'm hoping that Kaiser Permanente for their call center or TRICARE will hire me for their call center and that I'll have longevity for at least four years. Do you see that? All right, well, let's take a peek. This is going to be – now, you said Kaiser? Yes, it's a Northern California hospital chain, and I'd be working um, on the phone, talking to patients and doctors and setting appointments. Um, TRICARE would be similar – more like explaining benefits, though. I like TRICARE. I actually kind of like okay. them both. I like them both. Uh-huh. I like TRICARE for some reason, though. I'm getting a... Are you going tomorrow for TRICARE? Well, it's funny you ask, because I talked to a recruiter um, over a week ago, and she was. we had a great rapport and she set an appointment for me to have an interview this this past Monday, and then last Friday she emailed me and she said the employer has made their last offer, um, but they're having another. They may be having another uh, training in June, so um, uh, I don't know if that will materialize or not. But um, she kind of dropped the ball on me, really. I would go ahead, now this is just me, I would go ahead and be relentless about um, 
You know, I I know in the business field there might be some things where you're going like, well, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, calling up too much or whatever. But I don't know that I that I'd play that card right now. I would go ahead and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is just a little reminder. You know, I'm still really interested in that job. Um, how is it looking? You know, how's it looking? Okay. How's it looking? And you know, the squeaky they say the squeaky wheels, you know, gets gets oiled first, really. So I would look at that, and then uh, I would still try for the hospital, Wendy, because okay. both of them don't feel bad at all. I kind of like the way they they both feel, actually. Well, actually, with Kaiser, um, in October, a recruiter contacted me five times. He was very impressed with my tenure at a previous employer, 15 years, mm. and um I think maybe I might have been hired, but then I had a medical emergency with my ring finger in my right hand. Three doctors mm-hmm. said amputation, and I said no. And thank God, because um, thank God. they determined that there was no cancer, and they reconstructed my ring finger on my right hand. And, yes, I am right-handed. And, amen. Um, amen, yes. So now... Um, I'm getting back my range of motion um, and, you know, my keyboarding skills. And I've contacted – and that job circled back. So I reapplied again last month. And yes. I've contacted the recruiter, but he's not responded to me. So um, I um, I would be happy Are to be behind the counter. Are you allowed to go straight to the, a company or no? No, not with Kaiser. They have their, their very formal um, – roadmap of where they do things and okay. it's all online until you're told okay let's schedule an in-person interview okay all right well that's probably why i like the other one better but i would still i would still move forward see if you can do it on both of them and there might be a third one coming in but i have to ask you a personal question now mm-hmm. with your ring finger was that your marriage finger no it the ring finger on my right hand okay so, all right, good. So it's your right hand, okay? So, yes. um, did you, and I, curious, curiously, did you have any issues around commitments at all? Absolutely not. I'm really good about commitment, but okay. I was married twice and I was treated like dirt. Well, then, I'm, so I'm going to bring this up to you then. Do you mind? No, no, no. Okay. So, when you said the ring finger, right away, every part of the body. And I, we, you know, I didn't get into it tonight because I want to pick angels and the experiences we have with the angels and stuff. But there's a wonderful book out here called "You Can Heal Your Life" by Louise Hay. And I, I never mind sharing some of my personal experiences because I think it's rich for all of us to have these experiences and look at them and go like, oh, so that's what happened, or you know, and and sometimes it's the, the energy. The emotional energy, if we don't get to our emotional energy, like if, if our emotions are saying, well, something's wrong here, I'm not balanced or whatever, then it can manifest into our physical body, and that starts getting locked in. And that's where we get the word dis-ease or ill at ease, you know, that sort of thing. And um, for me, I'll just share with you, a long time ago when my marriage went sour, this is a God's honest truth. I can only, I don't like wearing silver. I only wear gold. And, mm-hmm. well, let me say, part of that's changed recently, but, because I'm going like, wow, you just told a lie. <laughs> there, I've got a mm-hmm. silver ring on my other finger, so it's kind of funny I had to clear that up. Anyway, uh-huh. so on my marriage finger, 
my gold ring, swear to God, started turning my finger green. Oh. Which never, ever happened before. Gold doesn't uh-huh. turn, gold doesn't change on my body, ever. Uh-huh. But that did. And so, and that was when my marriage was going through a very, very, very bad time before we, before we broke up. Uh-huh. So the psychology of the, the ring finger through commitment, that's why I asked you. And then, you know, well, you had shared, you had shared that you had some difficulties, like you were treated poorly in relationships. So I don't know if your other finger kind of came up and said, okay, I'm having a hard time with commitment, even though it was the wrong hand. Mm-hmm. I would still, well, I, I have no problem. you look at that. I, I have no problem with commitment whatsoever. And yeah. um, uh, I think I had poor self-esteem. That's that that was sure. what I learned from all this. And sure. um, I was steadily employed with a major vision insurance company for fifteen years. I was considered wow. world class. And then I got a new supervisor, and my world turned upside down. And um, <clears throat> um, they. Uh, uh, they got rid of me, and oh. uh, it, it's it's been a rocky road to have to start over. And so I worked at a few temp agencies, and that was awful because I thought I was doing fabulous, but then they mm-hmm. then they said goodbye. And um, mm-hmm. so, uh, and then I don't want to talk a lot about it, but there was a tragic death on March the third of this uh, March second of this year, and mm-hmm. then. Um, Thank you. I, I'm shocked that I'm still coherent and functional. Um, amen. amen. And um, I value myself. Um, my callers, most of them would say that they felt comforted just by talking with me. And I was so thorough. And um, whoever would hire me would be so fortunate because once I get through the training and the learning, then I'm very independent and very reliable. So um, if you were a magic genie gonna, and you said you could, I would yes, choose I was Kaiser. Gonna, I was going to say, um, hang in there and just just be very firm about everything. Just, just, just keep being, you know, I, I really need this job. See yourself getting this job, just like, you know, I was telling Russ with the book The Secret. I do have to go. I've got uh, one more caller that I've got to get to before we close. But I want to say thanks for calling. But before I say this, um, I saw a dead little boy standing next to you. I don't know if that means anything to you right now, but just know that he's a wonderful little boy. Okay? Oh, really? A little boy? Yes. Beautiful little boy. I don't know why he's there. I mean, I would need a lot more time to explore that. But, Wendy, thanks for calling in, okay? Thank you. You bet. God bless. Hey, um, hey, you guys, you know what? It's almost time to close. I'm going to take another call here. Uh, I want to say thanks for joining. This is Jory and the Coffee Psychic, your psychic connection here at Blog Talk Radio. Again, if you want a more in-depth call uh, reading, you can reach me at area code 219-940-9292. Check me out on coffeepsychic.com. I've got my Mother's Day specials going on. Hey, have a psychic house party. It is so much fun. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. God bless, and I'll see you here next week at uh, Your Psychic Connection. All right, good night, you guys.
Hello, caller. Yes, hi. Hi, who is this? Taryn. Taryn, how are you? I'm good, how are you? <laughs> Great. Hey, honey, what do you have on your mind? I, I just have a question about our moving status. Okay. We had a little hang-up with our uh, putting our house, you know, on the market and getting approved for a loan. So I just wanted to know what you've seen there. Okay. So you want you want to see how it looks? Yes. <laughs> if you aren't they, here, or do you actually like... see us going through? <laughs> no. It well, knock on wood. God willing, the creek don't rise. I know there's an issue with money because the money upside down card just came up. Um, yeah. It still feels like it's going to go through somehow. I mean, do you guys have to, like, borrow more money or something? Or no, it, it actually, it, no, it was nothing to do with our house. It had something to do with our credit, and there was a little bit of hang-up with getting the credit score to where we needed it to be. So Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know. It feels to me like it's going to go through. I'll be, I will be yeah. shocked, stunned, and amazed if that does not go through, Taryn, seriously. Nope. You see it going through so, this year? Well, it feels like it's going through. Yes, I believe it's going through this year. And, okay. I mean, sometimes these guys do magic. I mean, they really – that's why they say if you're moving, don't buy a new car. Don't get, don't right. get more credit, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I've actually had it in the past where I moved, and the guy told me, he says, you sell – that car that you have, and go get a cheaper car. I'm like, seriously? He goes, yeah, you have to do it. He goes, that's going to be your best strategy. <laughs> of course I listened to this wow. man. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> right. Of course I did that. I'm not right. going to be silly, right? Mm-hmm. So listen to these guys, Taryn, and see what they're telling you to do. Okay. Okay? All right. Thank you very much. And call me. Call me. Let me know what I happens. Will. I will All right, think. honey. All right, take Bye. care. All right, I see we've got one more caller here. Let's see who we have online. Caller, can you hear me? Hello. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Sasha. And your name? It's Sasha. Sasha, Sasha, what state are you calling from? Jacksonville, Florida. All right. All right, well, I have time for one quick question. What the, what question do you have, honey? Um, I'm just calling. I would like to. My mom is getting moved here to Jacksonville, and I just wanted to know if it's going to be a good move for her. All right. So you're asking, is your mom is the move going to be good for her? Can you tell me your mom's first name and last name? It's Peggy Field. Peggy Field. Okay. Where's she coming in from? Arizona. When I when I feel your mom coming down there, honey, I really get like she really wants to be with you and the family, and and the dad's going to be very happy for her to get down there. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, you know, I just think she should watch her health, and um, you know, there are a lot of things that are out of our control. Uh, but I do get your like your mom really wants to be there. She wants to be with you and the kids and. Uh, I think she's going to be so excited about being with you. That's what it looks like to me. Okay. And I just wanted to know if it, <laughs> I just wanted to know if it was going to be good for her, I guess job-wise, because she's a little bit worried about how she's going to do here and <laughs> everything. 
I know. The hard part is she'll probably have to go through everything else that we all go through, you know. Um, yeah. And, again, I, I don't have the time to go into a, a, a deeper reading, but if you really do want a more in-depth reading, give me a call, okay? And I can uh, I charge for my readings, of course. And yes. um, I'll just give you the number. It's 219-940-9292, okay? All right. Thank you. All right, honey. You have a great day. And good luck with your mom's move, all right, honey? Thank you. You betcha. All right. Bye. Bye. Right, bye now. All right, well, good night, everybody. Uh, if you guys are still listening out in Radio Land, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I look forward to talking to you guys again right here at Your Psychic Connection with Blog Talk Radio. It's Jorianne, and uh, good night, everyone. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.